Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Rams Up, your Los Angeles Rams podcast. We're a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover just about any SoCal sports team, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Well, wasn't that fun? Not really. Rams win 31-27 to over the Falcons in perhaps the most nauseating fourth quarter ever. Well, I take that back. We've had some pretty stressful fourth quarters over the last couple of years, haven't we? But this one, man, he just wanted it to be over. I was watching this game. Rams were up 31-10, to cruising to a win. Kind of like how I predicted. I thought the Rams would have control of this game and Falcons would get a late TD to make it uh, look a little competitive. But it was a lot worse than that. The Rams made a couple of big mistakes and almost allowed the Falcons to steal a win here, and it would have been devastating for the Rams to lose this game and then head on the road to Arizona and then San Francisco. So just be thankful that they found a way to hold on at the end Clearly the better team, but hey, the Falcons have some weapons. Drake London stepping up. Marcus Mariota at times played really well, but Rams come away with the 31-27 win. And as Sean McVay said in the locker room, a win is a win is a win. But he also seemed to be suggesting to this team that they need to get a few things figured out. The two things that really bit us in this game were obviously the blocked punt That special teams blocking, it looked horrific. I don't know what they were doing. Guy pretty much just waltzed in through the middle and killed our punter. And the other thing is Stafford. I mean, I love his gunslinging mentality, but it kind of hurt us a couple times here. If he had been a little more disciplined with where he was throwing the ball, 
might have been an even easier win, and Falcons would have had no shot at this. In the second segment here, I'll go over my fearsome four key plays of the game, and I will revisit my fearsome four keys to the game that I posted on my last podcast. I just want to go through some notes here that are worth mentioning. Tremaine Ankrum comes in, replaces Brian Allen, well, more or less. Coleman Shelton moves over to center. Ankrum takes over at guard and is promptly hurt. No word yet on how serious that is. Alaric Jackson stepped in. And I have to say, Alaric Jackson and Coleman Shelton and the entire offensive line played pretty darn well, much better than they did against the Bills. Now, I'm not sure they've got everything figured out up front, but there were at least a few holes in the running game, and Stafford, I think, uh, subtly moving the pocket a little bit and spreading the ball around. Rams were much more creative this week in the passing game and the running game. As I mentioned in the video I dropped, you know, uh, when Ramsey made that interception in the end zone, I think everybody wanted him to get down, but I think it was actually a smart decision running the ball out. Running off any seconds you can is critical. Now, you certainly want him to get out to the 20 or so, which he did, but uh, it wasn't necessarily a bad move on his part. In a lot of situations, people just instinctively tell you to get down, but there's time on the clock. Run some of it off. I also noticed uh, in the first half, I have to go back and look at the tape, but Daryl Henderson seemed to be really effective in pass blocking. I think that was one of the keys to protecting Stafford this time out. Uh, I mentioned Shelton and Lyric Jackson. Uh, give them credit for Shelton moving to a new position. No issues snapping the ball that I saw, and Lyric Jackson held up pretty well. As Brandon Powell surpassed Tutu Atwell on the depth chart. Powell getting some touches on offense. And Tutu might have been in for a snap or two, but no touches I'm aware of. Powell, unfortunately, gets credit for one rush minus 26 yards for that safety he took. That shouldn't be a stat. That's kind of silly. Cup finished with 11 receptions for 108 yards after being mostly invisible in the first half. And, you know, as I said, I'll get into this a little bit later. One of my fearsome four keys to the game, getting Allen Robinson involved early. They should have done that against the Bills. Getting Robinson and maybe Skaronic and Higby involved early and often. I guess that comes at a cost, though, right? Because Cup, uh, no touches till very late in the first half. But give the Rams credit. I think that's a smart move, uh, developing that second thread opposite of Cup. And Robinson looks the part at this point. And Skyronic playing that fullback position. It's kind of interesting. Very effective. I know he had a couple of key blocks. And he had two catches for 16 yards. Not a big factor in the passing game. But three targets, two catches. And Allen Robinson finished with four catches for 53 yards. The rushing game wasn't great. But it was at least somewhat of a threat. Akers, 15 rushes for 44 yards. That's under a three-yard average. He had some negative carries. That hurt him. Henderson, a little more effective. 10 rushes for 47 yards. Almost a five-yard average and one TD. And, of course, Powell. Powell, that 26-yard loss for the safety is going to hurt the Rams' rushing stats. So keep that in mind moving forward. And Cooper Cup, that guy is just... Every week he amazes me, the plays he makes with the ball, the plays he makes 
route running, the plays he makes in the running game. He contributed everywhere. And we're going to give him a pass on that fumble, aren't we? We have to. This guy is incredible. That one move he made, the spin move with the ball in his hands, was pretty incredible. And he also juked a guy to score his touchdown over there on the right sideline. Blocking, catching, route running. The guy just amazes me. So happy the Rams were able to bail him out at the end. Last thing I want to see is Cooper Cup shouldering the blame for a loss. Never want to see that happen. That guy just is too much for this team. Very happy the Rams pulled it out for him. And how about Jacoby Durant? Now the tipped ball for the interception, he was just in the right place at the right time. But man, so close to returning that for a touchdown. He looks pretty dangerous with the ball in his hands. Love to see his development. And then he came up with a sack too. So Rams loving what he brings to the table. Rams secondary is in really good shape. Rams finished with three sacks on the day. Wagner, Durant, and Hollins, the one on the last play of the game. Aaron Donald, kind of a quiet day. Two assistant tackles. Now I'll have to look at the tape and see if that's something the Falcons were doing. It probably was, but still... I was looking for him to make a big play at the end. Now, he recovered the fumble at the end of the game after the Holland sack, so there is that. Leonard Floyd also kind of quiet. And I guess if there's another thing that's concerning me is a persistent pass rush. Now, you're probably going to say, hey, man, you're the one that's been saying our pass rush will be fine. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Floyd, Hollins, Lewis, not really bringing much heat. And again, that may have been by design. Rams may have been playing with a focus on the run game and not letting Mariota extend plays, although he was successful at times. So maybe that was why. But other than that, a pretty quiet day from our edge rushers. So I'm going to come back in a moment. We'll talk about my first and four key plays of the game. You can probably guess what some of those are. And I'll review my first and four keys to the game that I predicted before the game. And I'll have some additional notes on the coaching refereeing and announcing as always. When I have spare time on my hands, one of the things I like to do to relax and chill is get on YouTube and listen to some of my favorite bands, live performances from back in the day. Just a great way to relax. And when I do so, I use my Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Optimized gel tips, and they have a perfect in-ear fit. They give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off by raycon.com code TPPN15. Okay, before I get to my fearsome four key plays of the game, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the coaching and the refing and the announcing, get this stuff out of the way. Coaching side, no real issues with anything. Uh, refereeing, the only thing I'll say about the refs is that medical intervention was kind of odd. I thought I heard the whistle after the ball had already been snapped and 
the Rams had scored a touchdown. Now, didn't end up mattering, but I don't know what the rules are on that, but not necessarily a refereeing issue, just perhaps my lack of understanding of how this works. But I clearly heard the whistle after the snap. And the announcers, I actually like Mark Sanchez. He's a SoCal guy. Maybe talks a little bit too much. Uh, I think he made one mistake. He thought the Rams were calling a timeout at the end of the half because they wanted another play. No, the clock was stopped. They just wanted to make sure their defense was set. I had nothing to do with the Rams trying to extend anything. Now, one of my fearsome four key plays of the game. Now, I lied to you. I'm going to give you seven. So you're getting three extra, no charge. I really couldn't eliminate any two of these. Now, for those of you who weren't around when I first introduced this segment, I was told years ago by a very wise football man that games come down to four or five key plays, and if teams are fairly evenly matched, as they often are in the NFL, the team that wins, the team that pulls off the most big plays, the most critical plays, are the team that's going to win the game. These were the key plays to this game early on, Falcons missed a field goal. Looking back, seems pretty trivial, but hey, it's three points. So that's one in the Rams' favor. The first three of these actually are in the Rams' favor. Pearson play number two, Greg Gaines and company stopped the Falcons on fourth and two, take over at midfield, and that led to a touchdown. Pearson big play number three, Kobe Durant's interception. Now, this negated Casey Hayward's interception in the end zone turned the ball right back over to the Rams and allowed the Rams to score another touchdown, gave the ball the Rams at the nine. The next three were all in the Falcons' favor. Midway through the third quarter, Rams in total control, leading 28-3, and Stafford throws an ill-advised pass. Falcons intercept and take over at the Rams' 20, scored to make it 28-10. Here's some big play number five, the blocked punt. <laughs> that's, that's as big as they come. And the third play in a row in the Falcons' favor, the Cooper Cup fumble. Now, at this point, each team has three big plays to their credit. The final big play, Jalen Ramsey's interception at the goal line. Great play by Ramsey. That could have very easily been a touchdown. And how crushing would that have been? Big play by Jalen Ramsey. So those are my fearsome seven big plays of the game. Four in favor of the Rams three in favor of the Falcons. And now I will revisit my fearsome four keys to the game. Fearsome key number one was get Allen Robinson involved. Now I recounted all of these on my YouTube video that I dropped right after the game. Getting back to it here, kind of the same song and dance I gave you on the YouTube video. Key number one, get Robinson involved. And did they? And did they early? And that's that's not important just for this game. It's important moving forward. Other teams realize that, hey, Allen Robinson is, in fact, part of this offense. Here's some key number two, containing that Falcon rushing game. They were really effective on opening day against the Saints, and the Saints are a very good rush defense. They held Cordell Patterson to 41 yards rushing, and Mariota just had 16 rushes and six carries. So check that box as well. Here's some key number three. Improve that pass protection. Again, this is a long-term thing. They can't be giving up seven sacks ever. 
and the Falcons were credited with just one sack. He was kept clean most of the game, allowed him to be pretty effective. Again, he made a couple of bad decisions, but that wasn't due to any defects in the pass blocking. Those guys up front did a great job, especially considering two guys with new assignments, Shelton moving to center and Ankrum, and then Alaric Jackson playing right guard. And key number four, Jalen Ramsey, step up please, and boy did he. He had a really good game. He gave up the one TD, but he made some great plays. Good tackle early in the game on that pass in the flat, and then that big play at the end, stepping up for the interception at the goal line. Bounce back game for Jalen Ramsey. Now, at one point late in the game, uh, the broadcasters presented some Ramsey stats. Now, I don't think these were his final stats. Seven targets, two receptions given up for 13 yards and one TD. Not too shabby. Jalen Ramsey spot on and was indeed a key to this game. All four keys that I provided, Rams checked all four boxes and they won. Game balls. Who am I giving my game balls to? Well, like I said last week, Who's getting game balls besides Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup gets one every week, right? I'm going to give a game ball to Ben Skowronik, really contributing in the run game, playing that fullback position, laying the wood over and over again. I think he had a really good game, despite the fact he only had two receptions. I'm going to give a game ball to Coleman Shelton from the limited review I did of the game and the offensive line. He had a pretty good game, and it's his first game at the center position, stepping in for Brian Allen. He definitely gets a game ball. And I'm going to give Kobe Durant a game ball, a sack, and an interception, adding to a secondary that's already pretty darn good. Now, Troy Hill got banged up in that game. Hopefully he's okay, but if he isn't, having a guy like Kobe Durant around makes me feel a little bit better. So those are my game balls. Cup, as always. Ben Skaronic, Coleman Shelton, and Kobe Durant. And two final notes before we move on. The Rams, with this win, became the seventh NFL franchise with 600 wins, and Cooper Cup, 15 straight games with 90-plus receiving yards. In case you missed the game, we're going to be coming up with our game capture, presenting every possession from start to finish, and then we'll follow that with our loop around the league, and it's a crazy league. Lots of fun stuff to cover. Support for Rams Up is brought to you by Manscaped, providing the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered, and you can tell just holding these guys in your hands. I have the lawnmower, their primary male grooming tool. I'm not going to get into the details of how I use it. That's not how I roll, but I will tell you, I was pleased to find out it actually works really well on the beard and mustache as well. And it's waterproof along with the Weed Whacker, which, by the way, is the best nose trimmer I've ever had. They're both waterproof. Take it into the shower. No more mess on your vanity, on your bathroom floor. Man, these products are awesome. So right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code RAMSUP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Rams up, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Let's do a recap of this Ram Falcons game from start to finish. First half, 
Falcons get the ball off the Rams, win the toss yet again. And they move the ball downfield pretty well. 13 plays, 49 yards, settle for the field goal, and they miss it. Rams take over at the 34. Henderson and Akers both getting involved. Stafford really mixing it up, getting Higby and Robinson involved as well. No sign of Cooper Cup in the passing game, which is kind of interesting. May have been by design. And Stafford hits Robinson for the one-yard touchdown. Rams go up 7-0. Falcons, on their next possession, turn the ball over on downs. Greg Gaines making a big stop of Cordell Patterson on fourth down. Rams take over at the 50-yard line and drive the 50 yards in eight plays. And Daryl Henderson scores from the eight. Nice block by Cooper Cup. Rams up 14-0. Atlanta's next drive... 11 plays, 67 yards. Mariota converts a fourth and one after falling down and heaving a pass, but they still have to settle for the field goal and close the score to 14-3. to Rams, after the kickoff from their own 25. Nice drive into Falcon territory, but then Stafford trying to hit Higby in the end zone. Ill-advised pass, and it's intercepted. And Atlanta... Coming back the other way, but Jacoby Durant grabs a tipped pass and returns it to the Falcon nine-yard line. And Stafford hits Cup for the touchdown from three yards out. And it's 21-3. Rams appear to be cruising at this point. 21-3 at the half. Second half, Rams get the ball first, and they promptly drive 75 yards. Higby has a 15-yard catch. Cup has a 19-yarder. Akers a 7-yard run. Cup another 12-yard reception. And Cup with the touchdown reception rams up 28-3. Atlanta's next drive. Kobe Durant already has an interception in this game. He picks up a sack. The Falcons punt. Rams ensuing possession ends in another Stafford interception, throwing into triple coverage from what I could see. Atlanta takes over at the Rams' 20-yard line. Really costly mistake by Stafford. And the Falcons promptly scored Marcus Mariota to Drake London, the rookie wide receiver. Rams still seemingly have a safe lead, 28-10. Rams come back and drive for a field goal. Two first-down conversions to Cup on that drive. So the score is now 31-10 into the fourth quarter. And Atlanta drives again. It plays 72 yards, but the Falcons answer. Drake London has a big catch on that drive, as does Cardell Hodge. Eight plays, 72 yards, Falcons score, and it's 31-17. to Still a safe lead, right? Well, on the next possession, they're forced to punt, and it's blocked. A scoop and score for the Falcons, and they have suddenly closed to 31-23, to They go for two, which surprised me, but give them credit. They convert, and suddenly the Rams are just up by six, 31 to 25. Now, it gets a little worse after this, but as you know, it all ends well. Rams trying to pick up the first down, and they seemingly do, hitting Cup, but Cup is stripped of the ball, and Atlanta has the ball back at the Rams' 37 and they're driving for a tying touchdown and what would be a game-winning point after. But Jalen Ramsey steps up, intercepts the ball right at the goal line, reaching over on top of the Falcon receiver, and runs it out. And the Rams have the ball 
trying to run out the clock. Now they can't. And they line up for what would appear to be a punt. It really isn't, though. Brandon Powell taking the snap. We should all see this coming. He takes the safety, and the Rams seem to be in good shape once again. But still, a little bit more bad news coming. The free kicker goes out of bounds, setting up the Falcons at the 50-yard line. They just had six seconds to run a play, and Mariota scrambling, trying to buy time for a Hail Mary Ends up getting sacked by Justin Holland's fumbles, and the ball is recovered by Aaron Donald. Game over. The Rams win 31-27 in a nail-biter that really shouldn't have been. NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-gay parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's get into our week two loop around the league, and we'll start with that Thursday night game. Chiefs 27, Chargers 24. I don't know how many times I've said how bad I feel for Charger fans, and this was yet another game. But Charger fans have to consider that they have one of the best teams in the league. There's going to be a time where they start winning these types of games. It really came down to one play, right? That one play, the interception at the one-yard line. Not sure where the blame goes for that pass. Everett wanted to come out of the game. Couldn't get off the field. Herbert Looked like he was expecting Everett to go inside. Everett drifted outside. It still seemed like a risky pass at that place, at that time in that game, and it really cost the Chargers. But Chargers will be okay. I I think they're still clearly playoff bound, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Bucks 20, Saints 10. Big brawl in that game. It all started with Brady chirping at the refs. He thought there should have been a pass interference call. Bucks were set to punt, and Lattimore walks by and starts chirping at Brady. Leonard Fournette charges at Lattimore, gives him a solid shove, and they start wrestling, get into a little bit of a scrum, and then here comes Mike Evans doing what Mike Evans does, plows into Lattimore, and they go to the ground, and chaos ensues. In my mind, it should have been a penalty on Fournette, possibly on Lattimore too, and definitely on Evans, ended up being offsetting penalties. And then, a little bit later on, a really weird personal foul call on the Saints that gave the Bucks another first down. I was expecting a makeup call on behalf of the Saints. It, it actually went the other way around, and the Bucks end up pulling that game out. Pretty entertaining game. At the time, it was 3-3. Three to three. Lots of fun if you don't have a dog in the fight. Jags 24, Colts 0. This one really surprised me. Colts managed nine first downs. Matt Ryan threw three interceptions. It's not working for the Colts so far. Oh, 
one and one at this point. The Jags also sacked Ryan five times. Jags improved to one and one. Lions 36, Commanders 27. Hey, we got the greatest show on turf going on in Detroit. They are a fun team to watch. Put those guys on prime time along with the Eagles and the Dolphins. Lots of fun. St. Brown had a 50-yard jet sweep. Jared Goff, four TDs. And you know, this narrative that Jared Goff is a bad quarterback is just plain wrong. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. I'm not saying he should be headed to the Hall of Fame. But he's a decent quarterback. He has his bad days. He gets flustered sometimes and makes bad decisions. But when he's on, he is very precise, very accurate. And he was a big part of this win over the Commanders. Lions looking like another exciting team. Jets 31, Browns 30. Joe Flacco brings the Jets down for a late touchdown. They recover the onside kick and the Jets score again for the win. Devastating loss for the Browns after that emotional win over Baker Mayfield. Dolphins 42, Ravens 38. Ravens led 35-14 at the start of the fourth quarter. Tyreek Hill, 48-yard touchdown pass. Tyreek Hill, 60-yard touchdown pass. Jalen Waddle, the game-winning touchdown reception. Tua throws for 469 yards and six TDs. That's a show to watch. Giants 19, Panthers 16. Giants improved to 2-0. Who saw that coming? 32nd ranked in my preseason rankings. I'm not sure how badly I got that wrong, really. I think they'll come back to earth somewhat, but good for them. Give them credit, 2-0. How soon is Matt Rule coaching at, well, I don't know, maybe Nebraska? Patriots 17, Steelers 14. You know, when I saw the Patriots were favored, I thought that was kind of odd. It's what my special assistant refers to as a stinky line. Don't touch it. They're daring you to bet on the Steelers. And sure enough, they were right. Patriots handle the Steelers and avoid going 0-2. And we should have known better. It's just really unlikely that the Patriots and Bill Belichick would start 0-2. So we should have saw this coming. Patriots and Steelers both 1-1 after two weeks. Afternoon games, Broncos score 10 points in the fourth quarter to pull out a win over the Texans. What a disaster that would have been if the Broncos had fallen to 0-2 with their new quarterback. Wilson finishes 14 for 31 for 219 yards, a TD, and an interception. The Cowboys knock off the Bengals 20-17. Bengals actually rallied to make it 17-17 and the Cowboys drove for a late field goal for the win. Who would have thought Cooper Rush would outplay Joe Burrow? In Burrow's defense, he was under pressure all game long. Cowboys got to him six times. Defending AFC champions fall to 0-2. They travel to New York to play the Jets next week. And perhaps the game of the day, the Cardinals rally for a 29-23 win over the Raiders. You ever been in one of those games where you're up by 16 points late in the game and you're thinking to yourself, four things need to happen for us to lose this game. Or on the other side, four things need to happen for us to win this game. Five things, really. The team down 16 has to score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion, get the ball back, score another touchdown, get the two-point conversion, get into overtime, get the ball, and win the game. And that's sort of what happened. 
Cardinals down by 16. They got the touchdown, the two-point conversion. Raiders ran five plays, had to punt. Cardinals drive the field, score again, again score the two-point conversion, get it into overtime. They actually turn the ball over on downs in Raider territory. Raiders get the ball. They just need to score to win. And Hunter Renfro fumbles. The Cardinals return it for the game-winning touchdown. I'm kind of torn on this. I love to see the Raiders lose. Would have been nice to see the Cardinals crawling back to Arizona to face the Rams. Now they're probably a little jacked up, but Rams have pretty much had their number. The early line, Rams minus five. And how about those Niners? They take care of Seattle 27-7. Seattle's only touchdown coming down a blocked field goal. But Trey Lance out for the year. Welcome back, Jimmy G. It'll be interesting to see how Niner Nation feels about this. I have no clue. I think they were probably hopeful Trey Lance would be better than he has been. But at the same time, they seemed like they were already over Jimmy G. So here we are again. It's Jimmy G and the 49ers once again. And lastly, that Sunday night game, Packers 27, Bears 10. Kind of how we expected that one to play out right. Really interesting. The Bears lose by 17 and threw the ball 11 times, completed seven passes. Maybe they're watching that Army game on Saturday. The Army football team threw one pass and it was incomplete, but it didn't matter. Army beats Villanova 49-10. And don't forget the Monday night games, Titans-Bills, and the Vikings-Eagles. Really excited about that one. That should be a lot of fun. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library. Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.